0: Hello everybody and welcome to the show. This time on Those Conspiracy Guys True Crime, we're talking about JC Lee Dugard. We are those conspiracy guys. I'm Gordo. And I'm Steve. We have Steve with us today, father, lover, uh Toucher, Brother, toucher of <laughs> Toucher of Penis and uh Flicker of Beans. Flicker of Beans. And he is joining us today. We're talking about J.C. Lee Dugard. We just got back from the radio station where we're doing it on Spin FM. Yes. That's where you would have heard it if you're joining us from spin welcome uh ho- hope you liked what we did yeah. on the radio and it wasn't defamatory in any way to anybody <laughs> um steve we were we were looking at jcd dugard we're going to get straight into it no yeah. kissing and uh if anything we bring up in the show tickles your fancy you have a correction or you just want to get in contact with us you can get on to our email info at those conspiracy uh you can get us on facebook or twitter uh, Facebook, we're those conspiracy guys. Twitter, unfortunately, there wasn't enough room for the hose, So we're just T conspiracy guys. And we're on everything else. Pinterest, Instagram, Reddit. Uh, we also have videos and there will be accompanying videos for this on YouTube, VidMe. And uh, we will be doing live streams from Twitch. At the moment, we're live streaming out to Discord, to our Patreon folks. Hello, all the people out in Patreon land. Thanks for joining in. You guys make the show what it is. Uh, if you want to support this show, head to patreon.com slash Guys, and uh, you'll see what all the... see what all the fuss is about. So, uh just like to welcome in uh, some of the guys here, including uh, Gord from the podcast The Smoking Light Gun, which should be launching into your ear holes quite soon. And it's about conspiracy theories and computer games. And we will be uh, talking, or we may have talked in the past, depending on when this is released, uh, to Paul and Jerry from Not Another Fake Newscast, if you want to get your your fake news, well-researched and very contemporary, Uh, head over and listen to them. That's all the shout-outs and all the shilling. Um, So welcome to the show. Uh, Steve, JC Dugard, face melting.
1: Yes, indeed. A horrible story.
0: story. uh, Inexplicable.
1: It is weird that such a thing could happen in, like in the early 90s, you think people are sort of well up on, you think people would be kind of on their guard for shit going down. But this, like... The June 10th, 1991, in South Lake Tahoe, California. Sort of a kind of a, a, a modern place. Be modern enough, um, then, yes. Young J.C. Lee Dugard is just kidnapped on her way to school in full sight of her stepfather. Um,
0: yeah, it's... Proben. It, it, it's, it's, Carl Proben. It's such a, it's weird a weird... name. Situation. Such a weird name. Yeah, Proben. Carl Proben. What are you, Proben? <laughs> it's so weird, though, that, like, in 1991, that... Somebody can be plucked from the street. A yep. child can be plucked from the street and never seen again. And yet, and yet, this year so far, and and even last year there was numbers released for the amount of kids and young boys going missing in the Washington, D.C. area. And it was a frightening amount. Yeah, Frightening amount.
1: And it's weird because you see ads on the radio and the TV for like GPS trackers for if you lose your bike or your phone. And never, if you lose your kids, yeah, you can fucking stick one of these tiles on them, and, and could catch them be, wherever
0: you want. It could be a thing where they're trying to trying to lowjack kids, get some of those, get one of those, uh, you know, implants put under the sub subdermal under the skin. That is for those who don't speak Latin. You wouldn't um, know. So, All these
1: kidnaps is what, like a, a false flag, no, to make could, people think better about getting a, a chip implanted
0: under skin. Come on, man, nobody kidnap, kidnaps a kid for nothing. Like, Speak kidnap- for yourself. listen, kidnapping a kid is his own reward. Yeah. Whatever you want to do with it, then you get and then you get to throw it away like an after. Yeah, that's you know, pass them a can, they know to crack. So I'm saying that like, it's it's causing an atmosphere of fear and foreboding and doom. And you obviously on Facebook now to have these uh, uh, paranoia as well. Uh, you have these kind of things where like. Uh, And Facebook people put these things up and go, in my day, we only came in when the streetlights went on and we only did this and we only did that. we never
1: locked our doors. We never locked
0: our doors and we, you know, we could fuck our kids and the the, (laughs) the cops would never catch us. Uh, But now, now you have like such snowflakey, kind of mollycoddled kids, you know, and they, they seem somewhat softer, but less fucked up the bum. Do you know it's kind of a trade-off of do you want like loads of kidnapped and sexually abused kids and then
1: it's like you you have the butt hurt without the hurt butts yeah basically
0: maybe they're looking for that butt hurt there's something intrinsic in a certain percentage of kids need to be kidnapped maybe
1: we need kid kidnapped maybe we need like a a Freddy Krueger prowling the streets just to keep everybody honest
0: it's like a eugenics type of thing it's like a
1: yeah, because I mean, it's I think a natural selection. It, like Take Ireland, for example. There's no natural predators in Ireland except for, say, priests. But there's no natural predators in Ireland like wolves or bears. And yeah. for the most part, we're a bunch of pissheads who just, you know, wherever we land is where we sleep. Yeah. Basically. But if there was wolves With no and bears. no regard for our own yeah. safety, yeah. If there was wolves and bears and coyotes even and stuff snakes. like that.
0: Yeah, or snakes. St. Patrick Would turned they, like, Ireland. Into an irresponsible load of street drunkards.
1: Exactly. Because nothing's going to eat us if we're just lying down on the road.
0: This is it. Well, it, but in all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, uh, Paul from uh, <laughs> Paul from the Discord services, it's character building. It is. Yeah. I think it is. But in all seriousness, when you're talking about kidnapping and then, like, habitually raping kids over a period yeah. of years, it's not as rare as you would think. Now, this is quite a rare case. JC Lee Dugard going missing from South California and she was gone for 18 years and and reappeared relatively okay yeah. i mean on the outside okay probably not not great on the inside in the brain box a lot of therapy needed but she came out of it like a, a reasonably well balanced yeah, person she seems it seems
1: like to me. she came through it as a champ
0: yeah and there's a thing of like <clears throat> these people are nowadays these kids are being sheltered by their parents and there's a lot of helicopter parenting and a lot of very like closely watched stuff like when i was a kid it was just like bye and you slam the door and my mad see me again before the sun went down (laughs) and if she didn't she just you know it's like that ace ventura is like i'll be back in five minutes if not back in five minutes just wait longer yeah like but when I got back late, if it wasn't back the time I was supposed to come back, I got a lick of a, a lint of a wavin' yeah. pipe on the back of my legs and it meant that I wouldn't go, it wouldn't be like, I had to go to counselling and shit and go, What? where were you and what happened? What did you see? Like, it's, it's. Like even yesterday
1: yeah. I was out on the street with my son's uh, just coming up on three and he was out playing the role with loads of kids and that was fine. I was about 11 foot away from him and loads of kids, it was like nine or 10 kids, they all went into this house and the house is like the house of 15 kids. And they all just went in and they were coming back out with toys, but my son disappeared for about a minute and I was nearly, yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was, I was actually listening to, um, jc lee dugard podcast oh, that's I'm probably like, why. so i'm like what the fuck and i was nearly sprinting down the driveway but i can't sprint i'm hefty but i was like i was starting to walk towards the house like liam neeson <laughs> ready to fucking just start snapping kids and trying to move away and then he reappeared carrying like a kitchen and i was like what the fuck but in that moment i was like i couldn't see him for like 15 20 seconds i was like
0: what the fuck somebody's fucking think, him do you think our parents were like that though do you think our parents were like if they didn't see us that it was like Adder grand.
1: I Yeah. I mean, like I was told before by um, my mum that we all just went out on the road. We used to go up to, it used to be all fields at the back of our house. And we used to just ramble up the fields. Like a summer's morning, you'd pack a, a lunch and a big bottle of Kiora and you'd you'd F off up into the uh, farmer's fields or up to the canal. Yeah. So long as there was somebody tall with you, my mum said you were grand. Yeah. Me and my brother were nearly killed by a half-dead junkie who was found uh, lying in some stingers and he tried to get us he was crawling after us on his hands and some nettles. yeah and just because he wanted some Kiora. junkies <laughs> are mad for cure but he was chasing after us like a fucking half-eaten zombie and we were like what the fuck we found um a, a shrine up in the middle of the the woods with uh porno mags a knife and rosemary rosemary beads they're <laughs> they're nice to to in the lamb. Castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um and rosemary ros- rosary beads, beads. <laughs> and uh mad shit was going on up there people setting fires we were shot up by farmers and stuff like that and we'd come back and say we were shot up by a farmer and we were told well don't be going to the farmer's field yeah. nowadays it'd be like alright well, we're going to call the police we're going to get an investigation how did you feel about being shot do you want to go to counselling that kind of stuff you know I think we're the kids that we're raising today are a little bit softer
0: the, the, there's no sense of um great responsibility or or autonomy or the ability to complete tasks or be on their own or separate that and everyone's face is
1: buried in in a phone
0: yeah but it's always about the connectivity and uh, how you feel and stuff rather than years ago it was like you know there's no there's no uh uh, coming of age movies about like four kids going on going on like an inner city transit train and all being on twitter yeah there's not an hour and a half of that yeah it's like yeah we're going to fucking sing some songs from the day and skip around and get yeah. chased by a dog in a junkyard and then poke a dead kid in the eye with a with a big stick yeah, and then get and then get like almost uh, like violently assaulted by a bunch of older kids. Yeah there's no
1: judgment night Anymore for, yeah. for the young kids. There's no movie like where a bunch of snowflakes these days have to kind of get from inner city New York back to their home out in the suburbs. There's no keyboard warriors <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. to
1: watch, you know? It's just the it, it,
0: millennials <laughs> come out to play. Like it's you not, know? yeah, it yeah. isn't. It's weird. It, it, there, there are, there are like situations in Ireland where kids were taken and, and, and raped but not like yeah. kept for 18 years because there's no need to keep them because then you have to feed them and stuff like that yeah. all you have to do is just get them into the altar boy uh, kind of yeah. movement you know and be come on in like into the organization of altar boys and you can like sleep at home and get fed at home and all yeah. this is you get raped here we, we outsourced our rape to <laughs> yeah, the Catholic yeah. church like, yeah yeah
1: um
0: like rape cattle but it just <laughs> seemed it just seems like and we're not taking this lightly it's obviously like a horrible dark subject yeah. but this is just like the intro to to go on why was it so weird then? And yet it still happens now. Yeah. But I think this these kind of cases, JC Lee Dugard and li- the like, Natasha Campush and such, uh were worldwide stories. Do you know, John Benet Ramsey, worldwide story. Never leave your child alone for a minute because blah. And this is all through the eighties, people were like skipping through fields and junkies with Kiora and yeah. you know. This was the start of the paranoia, the fear, the uh the removal of children's kind of autonomy and freedom and the ability to just do whatever the fuck you want whenever the fuck you want from like may until the end of august because you just it was you and your dog and a stick and the world and now it's like don't go past the driveway why because there's a man coming to get you and then you're kind of going ma'am i think you're overestimating my sexual attractiveness like you know no one's going to run away with me. They'll yeah. like have to lift me with two arms and walk supporting their lower lumbar yeah. at the very least because I'm a chunky kid. Yeah. Do you know? Um, it's just that I think the JC Dugard's uh, situation and the way it was done right in front of the house. We'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. Right in front of the house, snatched up and then taken away only like, you know, a couple of like a couple of dozen miles away. And 18 years she stayed in that place. Yeah. And give birth to two kids. Like, that is wild. And people would see her. People would, would see, like, this is not right. She's with this man that has her incarcerated. People would see that and go, that's a bit weird. I just won't say anything. Yeah. That, so, so the fear, the paranoia was reaching fever pitch where everyone was going bananas. Yeah. About like, oh, your kids are getting abducted. And yet the ones that were abducted, if they look like they could, you know, if you saw a girl that could be an abducted girl, you're like oh yeah but I better not say I'm not going to yeah because I think kind people. of afraid
1: of that situation remember the, the Romanian family that had the blonde girl yes and that was their biological child around the
0: time around the time of uh, the Madeleine McCann yeah. kidnapping yeah. people
1: kind of went mad and they were like no that's not your child give her and they're like no that's their child shit just happens and I think it's probably because you said it before we're in sort of a litigious uh, kind of a world now yes. that if you were to say anything or even just the width. Of scandal of somebody is enough yeah. to, to, to break that person's that's the thing, character. That
0: if you saw somebody on the street now and they had a child and it was misbehaving. Yeah. And it was trying to get away and going, help, help, rape, rape, rape. Because these kids are watching stuff online. Yeah. Like there is that, there, there's a mad balance like of these, these different parabolic curves of societal norma- normality. Where the the goals are, shi- the goalposts are shifting for all these situations. So you have a kid who's super smart. He's on YouTube the whole time and he knows what a sex offender is. Yeah. He knows what a paedophile is, right? And when you're a kid, you just say anything to get what you want. Right? So if you're a fucking, like, but if you're bringing your kid along and he doesn't want to go and he just goes, help, help, this guy's a paedophile, he's trying to abduct me. And you're like, you little bastard, shut yeah. up. It's like, help, help. <laughs> like, it happens. My you know? son
1: called me a stranger. <laughs> just to get he, what he just, wanted because I was picking him up and he was screaming and I just said to him because I talked to him for the most part like he's an adult I say what are you freaking out for it's not like I'm a stranger and he just screamed stranger and I was like oh it's the wrong thing to say oh. I'm his father and he's like a little blondie kid and I'm not and I was like he's definitely my son he's 100% <laughs> and to me trying to swipe through pictures I'm, on my phone <laughs> you know
0: I'd make him bleed and you can test our DNA <laughs> yeah like yeah it's so weird that and but but on the other side of that then, if there is a kid doing that, most people won't go like, hey, man, is that your kid? Yeah. Because you're like, well, it's like, are you trying to fuck that kid? You're like, what's your name? I'm going to sue you for defamation. <laughs> One second. Like that's, that's you know, th- th- yeah. there's these different norms. So everyone's afraid of getting their kid robbed and, and then like obviously uh, uh, imprisoned and uh, or raped and then killed immediately. It's yeah. 72 hours like is the most important. Uh, and at the same time, they're also paranoid about being accused of or accusing other people of said yeah. crime. So it's like a mad, like, thou shalt not talk about this at all, ever, ever. Yeah,
1: something, you think since since this happened in the 90s and kids have been getting kidnapped for millennia, um, you, you think something would change. You kind of either say, right, well, we're so scared of getting our kids taken away that we're going to lowjack them. Yeah. Or we're going to live in a society where I can go up to you and say, is that kid yours? Prove it. You know, stranger danger. Yeah. So something has to change, but it seems like we're, receipt. Yeah, it's like we're still trying to kind of go, oh, don't take my kids. But if somebody else's kid is taken, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I suppose it kind of plays into that sort of a more insular world that's been created through the sort of the, the atmosphere of fear that's been created from, you know, terrorism. Yeah. And we're just so
0: indoctrinated. With yeah. Fear. And,
1: and, and so more interested in kind of maintaining their own little capsule. Yeah. And kind of going, well, my kids are safe, so if that's like, somebody else's kid, I don't care. We have
0: the knowledge of the world. Yeah. But the ability of only one person to experience it. Yeah. We're not allowed to interact with anybody else just in case. Uh, you said your kid got lost in the at the party. Uh, Sophie Jackson says she gets like that when she loses sight of her dog. Uh, Paul really like. Oh, it. Oh, it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> it's exactly thing. the same. Yeah. Um, Paul, <laughs> Paul Fake News says, uh, junkies are mad for Kiora. He's going to use that one later. That's, a, <laughs> that's just a general life. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs>
1: like if you're infested with junkies, yeah, you could just do a, advice, a right? little stream of yeah, Kiora. Yeah.
0: And they just no, no, make a circle around yourself in Kiora like salt for yeah. witches. <laughs> and they just like get on their hands and knees and lap it up. Um Catman put up here, Priest is an acronym, paedophile resident in every small town. Never heard that before. Nice. And I, Do one for Preacher and come back to me. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think uh, all priests should be tired with the same brush. It was a certain. But most of priests should be tired and feathered. Well, you can look it up in our, our Vatican episode. Yeah. We talk a bit about it. And uh, Gord said that you should keep your kids overfed and ugly. That way, who take an ugly kid? Done and done. There you go now. Um, so, Jessie Lee Dugard was kidnapped by Philip Garrido. Yes. On her way home. Or I on her way to, to school, school, yeah, uh, on the 10th of June, 1991. And Nancy Philip Garrido's husband hopped out of the back of the car, tasered the child, yep. bundled her up, and lashed her in the back of the car, right? And this Garrido guy, we'll talk about him in more detail in a little minute, but he was already experimenting with sexual crimes and had already served time in prison for raping a 14-year-old girl yep. in 1972. And he had been married before, and they, they separated, and... And while he was in prison for another crime, uh, nineteen seventy six, that we we'll talk about in a second, he made up the plan, not unlike Joseph Fritzl, to go. Jesus, I'm, you know, I'm fed up of going to jail for rape. How can I? How can I? Oh, I know, permanent sex slave. So he wanted to have this quote, uh, Roman, uh, sex slave, sl- slave Roman style sex slave, right? And well, like with uh, a big nose. No, no, like he he, garlic. he wanted to have that. To, you know, I pick you and just go and grab one of the good yeah. ones out of the shed or whatever. And uh Nancy, the wife that he was married to while he was in jail for this crime, uh um Boca what was her name? Boca Raton? Boca Negra. Boca Negra. So Nancy, like, who was visiting her uncle in jail, saw him went, Oh, lovely bit of stuff in an Irish jumpsuit and they got married in jail and he went, Do you know what I'd love? I'd love a sex life and she's like, Um, you just want, you want a blowjob or anything? And he's like, no, 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 no. One a sex slave. It's like, do you want me to dress like slaves? It's like, no, listen, <laughs> I'm married to you now. You have to do what I say because they're the rules. Um, it was just weird that like, she was willing to go along with all this and she was actively going along with all of this. Right. And Nancy cooperated and gave her the yeah. she was 100% threw in, the threw in the back of the car. Now, the nationwide search that was sparked by JC Lee's disappearance was, uh, which was kind of still going on in her discovery, like in, in 2009 when she was discovered, it was still an an open cold case. It hadn't yeah. been closed off. It hadn't been like, yeah, she's dead. Or do you know when go on, like, I think it's like five or seven years if you're not found, uh, you, they just pronounce you dead or whatever. So the parents didn't want to allow her to be dead, even though they did divorce at the time. And uh, on the morning of her abduction, JC left the house where her toddler half-sister was playing and her stepfather was, you know, doing the garden or whatever he was doing first thing in the morning. And he said goodbye. And she went, bye, walked up the street and in a silver car pulled up, a couple of houses down, Nancy got out, zzz, threw JC Lee in the back and the stepdad gave chase on a, on a bike. Yeah, like in, he's in the Goonies. On a pedal bike. like he's yeah. in, Like he's in E.T. And he tried to chase them and he didn't... I was watching in the the documentary that did a reenactment and I was like motherfucker what the fuck are you doing what is is this like that Mega Drive game sketching (laughs) it's not happening this is not you know and mad like but Nancy Garrido had apparently been scouting for a prize for her husband scouting for a a, a suitable slave kind of like Myra Hingley and Ian Brady yes it was a it was a, a symbiotic yeah and I think very highly like psychologically controlled relationship yeah like he wasn't. It's
1: like Kanye and Kim.
0: Yeah, who's controlling who there? Though yeah. I think I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's so um, it's so weird that she would acquiesce to that. Yeah. And go like yeah okay and, and be active in it. Now, I, like, she
1: couldn't have kids, so I think she couldn't have kids. No, she couldn't have kids. So I think she was that. selling it to her as like, well, we'll kidnap her and she can be your daughter. All right. And then I think it bled on to well, tell you what, she can have babies for us. That kind of way. So playing into that psychological part. Right.
0: So her, her, using her motherly instinct yeah, that, and she to was, fuck she, kids. She was a religious
1: type as well. Yeah. So I'd say he was taking out like the anal intruder 4000 diesel powered. And she was like, hmm, not really into that. And he was like, where am I going to get all my sexual fancies out then? So she probably, maybe like, you wouldn't know what sort of sexual. She's Yeah, she just let the kid take the
0: hit. Yeah. yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Let, let him get tuckered out on her and then she can just swoop in for the coup de grace.
0: For the cuddles. For the cuddles. Yeah. And the sambo. It seemed it seemed weird though that like so many people witnessed it, including loads of kids on the street. Yeah. The stepdad witnessed it. They had a grand view of the car, And he had
1: a beautiful sketch of the They Nancy. knew the
0: guy, they knew the girl, they they could, do you know what I mean? It was all, yeah. it was all like for any, you know, any other police, like like to call them, a regiment, a police, police force, like yeah. maybe in, in South Lake Tahoe they weren't that great, but like. Surely, with a fucking description of the car and a sketch of the person who did it, surely there's something that would be able to be done to, ca- to catch them.
1: They didn't even set up roadblocks.
0: That's madness. You know,
1: now you hear of kids going missing or like, do you get a phone? Oh, they're supposed to be coming home. They left a the friend's party and they walked through the back of a, the, the house in estate or something and they just disappeared. There's nothing. But they had a sketch of Nancy. They had the exact time, the direction of the car, the type of car, as a man and a woman. They had so much to go on. Yeah. And they dropped the fucking ball.
0: Yeah, that's madness. It's madness. So the goritos drove for three hours to the place that they were living in, near yeah. Contra Costa County.
1: Well, not even being chased by the fucking uh school bus. Yeah. Which is one thing that really boiled my piss when I was looking at this. Like all the kids jumped on the bus and said, uh, is after being taken. And the bus driver went, well, I have four more kids I have to pick up because uh it's a union job. And didn't give chase, which is just one thing that really fucking...
0: Annoys me. Like you would expect your man to be in a, like a blues brother situation. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And the the bus is taking the hills like pff, with all yeah. the twelve kids in the back going. You yeah. You know.
1: That's what I fucking would. Uh, that'd be perfect for me. But didn't even give. There wasn't even a hint of giving chase even just fucking take off some direction a mountain bike would have sped past with a man with a mullet and a fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. a wife beater on yeah, yeah. you know the kids like, I just think to, I mean, t-
0: to go on the bike is probably the first thing like. he's probably fucking raging he's like shit why did I take the p-? get to the corner he's like oh, why did I take the uh, bike a Porsche Oh, I had yeah. a car in it. I was washing the car I was washing
1: the uh, inside of the car I was actually washing
0: the car I was washing where the key turns it's so weird though that uh, the thing is unlike with Fritzel, right And like with a lot of these guys this stuff is super premeditated they yeah. already have a mad history we talked about Joseph Fritzel. if you've ever heard that show uh, he was like a peeping Tom and then he started exposing himself and then he started doing the first rapes and then he got caught and then when he got caught he goes "Jesus, I don't want to be getting caught for rapes yeah. no more and then they make this mad labor plan and then they make some kind of a dungeon and then they kidnap a girl. Till his soul is time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, the shit happens like, right? So this guy, Garrido, is like, peeping Tom, taking all of drugs, exposing himself to women, then he has a first dalliance with it yeah. by molesting a 14 year old who who didn't want to fucking testify. So she's like, oh no, I can oh. She was intimidated into not testifying. By the defense attorney. And in 1976, he takes a prisoner and, like, fucks her in a garage. And then he goes to jail and he goes, no. No, not anymore. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I need a, I need to not get caught again. This is bullshit.
1: Exactly. He wanted to consolidate all of his sexual deviancy yeah. into one victim.
0: So what he did was, like, when you get, you know, a, a, a large dog, you have to have a certain amount of area for them to run up and down. And he's like, same for a kid, right? So he builds a fucking shed out the back yeah. and a complex in the trees of his back garden. He was released from prison and we thought, we'll we tell you how, how now in a second. But he he was living with his elderly mother and out the back of her house was a bunch of trees and he built a shed, a soundproof shed. Which uh, he like, said
1: was for uh, like like a practicing music cell. and stuff.
0: Yeah. Like mad. Yeah. Do you know? And Nancy was like, I'm cool with this.
1: But I think that's kind of, it's, it's not only an indictment of his mentality, but it's an indictment of the prison system in itself that if you take somebody who's a, a violent offender and put them in a prison all they're going to be doing all day is fantasizing about what they're going to be doing when they get out and there's no real uh, sort of rehabilitation being done.
0: Well they weren't they weren't like psychoanalyzing or helping yeah. them with any kind of therapy or anything like that it's just like here go in for that amount of time and then afterwards just come out.
1: Yeah. Sure Hope you can have all those with.
0: soundproofing catalogues
1: what do you need them for?
0: Well the backyard became like a sprawling collection of sheds and tents hidden by trees and it began as this one soundproof shed uh, that JC Lee was put into for almost a year uh, in one room and then she was allowed into other rooms and stuff yeah. as well and like with Charlie Manson these MK Ultra techniques have taken away your identity and taken away your personality he told her her name was no longer JC Lee and he used to like punish her if he saw her writing it down anywhere uh, she wasn't allowed to write and he said your name is now Snoopy Hmm. Yeah. And he began It's a rape. weird sex live name. It's weird. Do you know? <laughs> like he's coming in going, okay, JC Lee, I'm going to rape you now. And she's like, oh, Mondays. <laughs> but it's a weird name to pick. But was she right? lying on top of the shed then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wasn't around. Uh, it, it's weird that like she was able to exist there without going, yeah, how the fuck can I like impale my face on a spike yeah. or something like how do i get out of this but like the thing that i respect about her the most is her tenacity yeah and how she was able to deal with that shit man she was able to like as at 11 go okay if i need to stay alive i have to fucking be sharp i have to be sharp like i have to be watching could it be sean bean I have to be like <laughs> you know i have to be like on guard watching what this guy's doing listening to everything he's saying like watching Like at the start from
1: what I said, she was, when she was being uh, brought from the house to the compound, she was like counting the steps, trying to get the ambient sounds, trying to, you know, develop some sort of a big picture of where she was. So if ever she could get a message out, she'd be able to tell people or tell her parents what happened.
0: And this is the thing, like people say that she tried to get the message out, tried to, why she had Stockholm syndrome and stuff. We talk about that a little while as well. She didn't. It was survival.
1: She had Woodstock syndrome.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Snoopy. That was it. And we didn't even plan that. Um, he he kept her in the sou- in the soundproof shed and he would rape her continually, right? She was in this place for a year and uh, he expanded the the backyard area with high fences and tents and other small structures as JC Lee gave birth to two kids that were fathered by Garrido.
1: Yeah, once when she was 14 and one when she was 17.
0: Yeah. And... uh he told her that there was dogs outside the door and he wouldn't let her see the sunshine. She was practically in the dark and he would come and visit her every day. And sometimes he'd bring her milkshakes and sometimes he'd bring her like a burger and sometimes he'd bring her like a rape. (laughs) And then he explained to her that she was sent to get this now. She was sent to help him with his quote unquote sexual problems and the quote unquote demon angels allowed him to take her. So this man came to this eleven-year-old girl and said, "The demon angels let me steal you from your parents to help me with my sexual problems."
1: As chat up lines go, I've used worse.
0: Yeah, and and got got a good result. Yeah. I guess, yeah. It's imagine that. Like imagine that's, that's horrible. That's already, told that when you're eleven. He's already putting that responsibility on yeah. her. You know, like the the. It's so crazy, like how good he was at manipulating. Yeah. And it's just a natural talent for some of these guys. You know?
1: And in a way, I suppose if you're a young child and you're you're trapped in a, a horrible situation, probably all you really have that would be in any way effectual for your brain is prayer. You know, if you're uh, religious, yeah. you'd be praying and going, oh God, please help me, God, get something for him to come in and say, actually God allowed this to happen. So that cuts off all avenues of hope, which I think to, to destroy hope is, is, is a is a pretty big crime in and yeah, of itself Yeah, but it well. took
0: away her identity, took away her name. Yeah. Like, that stuff does affect you, do you know what I mean, yeah, and later on we'll see when she was being uh, interrogated, i guess by the FBI, that she was still even though everybody was safe, yeah. and you know she was in the custody of the police, and all, she still wouldn't give out her name, yeah, she still wouldn't say my name she't she
1: couldn't even pronounce it she hadn't said it in so long she yeah. had to write it down like like when I was reading about hard this hard conditioning when I was reading about the story from from start to finish, like already knowing the the outcome, but reading from start to finish. I kind of got lost and I was kind of going I hope this ends with her killing him with a garden shears yeah. like I spit on your grave or something just yeah. for the shit and stabbing him people saying my name is JC or something Yeah. you know you just kind of
0: you That's want that you know the Hollywood yeah. version that that gives you that satisfaction Yeah. but what actually happened is she she's she's you know living her life now yeah. with her kids and he's in jail which yeah. should be enough
1: Which I think is kind of a, a return to the status quo it I mean should like be if you, if you think about it, like if he was never if he had to have had to have had his 50 year sentence and had it been left in prison, he'd be in prison, and she'd be living the life she has, probably with children at this yeah. age. You know, probably not have had their mother them at eleven years old. Yeah. But like, it's 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 almost like a return to the status quo, and it seems like nothing really changed, but everything changed. You know, it's
0: it's only it's it's only changed from her perspective, yeah. really. Like the whole world is different, yeah, because of her, but not to her. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it. Uh, yeah it's so hard to understand like none of us will ever understand it obviously but hopefully but she tries to explain it to people in a way that and she's like totally open with with interviews and stuff yeah. and she's appeared on like 2020 like a bunch of times and wrote a couple of books and all this where she's like adamant that it's not Stockholm syndrome it's do it or fucking die like yeah do you know uh Garrido after like bouts of 24 hours of taking drugs and raping her you know, when you have the long weekend free yeah, um, from work or whatever. And he would break down and start to tell the child all of his problems and be like, I'm so sorry, I feel so guilty and, you know, I shouldn't be doing this and I have problems and blah, blah, blah. Like it's totally MK Ultra, being yeah. these two different people, you know, and Nancy would do the same when 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 Garrido wasn't there and she started coming in and giving the child food and stuff like that. She would break down and be like, why does he love you and he doesn't love me and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, "That is that's completely fucked. Like, putting all of that yeah. emotional weight on a child to her, go like, this to is your fault. It, like, and for her
1: to come through that and not be an absolute fucking basket
0: case. Oh, man. Is a testament to her strength. Am, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dugard, like, she, she began to fear for her life and she understood instinctively, as you would, that if she didn't comply with what this man wanted, when he was in his rages and when he was in this, you know, fevered state, that he would kill her. Yeah. He was violent as it was. And the And then he as broke break well. down into an emotionally un, un like unstable state. And as soon as she had kids, like you have to comply. Yeah. You have to because you, there's, like there's already leverage there. You there's
1: know? there's nothing that I wouldn't do for my children except for spend Monday nights with them. Yeah. But there's nothing that I wouldn't do for Monday my children. Monday nights are for Steve time. Yeah. That's it's Stephen Gordo time. But um if if somebody came in and was like I had one of my kids in a headlock and was like I need you to go in and kill your neighbor or kill yourself I'd be like yeah sure whatever you know you do what you could to sort yeah. of to save them any sort of hardship or any sort of pain you would so, I, I, like, like it's so like, it's so strange yeah. man
0: um, he it, like we said that I hate my neighbor <laughs> so happily he's just any excuse <laughs> yeah uh, Paul from the Paul from the uh, Discord server said that it's definitely reminiscent of MK Ultra, which is true like yeah. he changed her name Conditioning her like Charlie Manson changed all the all his all the girl names that of his followers and stuff. They all got nicknames, and he did give her a cat. Yeah, he used for to give her he used to give her kittens plural yeah. that he would let her take away and kill or kill in front of her. Like that is textbook yeah. MK Ultra stuff, right? And later on, after a couple of years of being Snoopy, uh he allowed her to choose her own name, and she chose the name Alyssa. Yeah, so she was like, "I'm Alyssa now," and JC Lee was was for all intents and purposes, gone.
1: It's weird that she chose Alyssa because she liked Alyssa Milano from Who's the Boss? Yeah. Which
0: is... Who is the boss? Ba- like, basically, yeah, the same relationship put out into a sitcom. Yeah. Where Tony Danza <laughs> plays Garrido and...
1: Yeah. Angela! Yeah. He's a sex slave. Get
0: back in the soundproof room! <laughs> uh, tell us about Garrido. Like, this guy was suspicious, Steve, from the, from the jump.
1: He was cagey as fuck. So... He was already a person of interest. As as I already said, he did rape a girl in 1972 mm. um, when she was uh, 14 years old. She didn't testify. Then he, he kidnapped Catherine Calloway and kept her in a makeshift dungeon um, for uh, a few hours. I think probably got a day out of her and then a, a cop came along. And
0: So tell us about the story of Catherine Calloway. Like how yeah. that, that night he had already tried that shit with some other
1: people. Yeah. he had already tried to rape another woman. It didn't work out well for him.
0: He got a slap at the steering wheel.
1: Yeah. And then he went and he just approached uh, Katie Calloway. She was leaving work. I think she was. She had. I think she was a dealer. She ended up as a dealer in in um, Nevada. But she was coming back to her car, and he tapped on the window and said, uh, "Could I get a lift? I'm heading such a direction." And she said, oh, "I'm heading that way." As he was coming
0: well. lifts off. Everybody yeah. to see who would pull over exactly. So and the other, I don't think the other woman was named, but he had got in the car and she had brought him. He he said, "Like go down to this uh, dark, you know, street where nobody was, and they stopped the car." And he tried to. Tried to get her and he he, he failed like she, yeah. she got out of the car and he was running laps around the car after <laughs> and that, and <laughs> the <kad reconstruction>, I don't, yeah I think it yeah. was a bit uh, overzealously but produced it, but
1: I think he had his um, he had his skills on and he got her he hopped her off the, the steering wheel and he handcuffed her and um, gave her a few schmacks knocked her out and then brought her she woke up in the in this this makeshift uh, it was like a a storage locker you'd find on storage wars yeah. but not one you'd really want to bid on <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I see handcuffs and I, I see a stack of porno. and porno might be
0: expensive. I smell metal on the air.
1: Yeah,
0: what's that? Me- it reminds me of something. <laughs> uh, you see, just before the break, you look in a box. And go, oh, yeah. and then you what's come back in after the, the, the box? Break. Yeah, <laughs> and, like uh, some weird, like fucked up version of Deal or No Deal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So they um a, a cop happens by he had to break the lock and in he pops and she legs it and he gets arrested he gets sentenced to 50 years he was hoping to get a smaller sentence because he pleaded guilty to it yeah. and the judge went you're getting 50 years because he was the judge for my cousin Vinny fuck <laughs> you and uh, these two youths yeah. what is a youth <laughs> so uh, he gets fucking uh, sentenced to prison and he goes in there and he says about 11 or 12 years um, but he was he was a strange creature
0: like uh, the fucked up thing about that garage right that yeah. storage wars storage unit that he got right he was there to Nancy going I need a place where I can just go and like pull myself around the room on me tippy toes <laughs> To like crazy snuff porn that I bought in Mexico, yeah. right? And she's like, "Well, you're not doing that around the house." Plus the fact his elderly mother lived there. Yeah. So he said, "She's coming totally mo- sick of it." Yeah, re- like, ah, yeah. oh, stop. Do you know, I'm all <laughs> it's I'm all <laughs> sheets like cardboard. I'm sick of them. <laughs> I'm all chapped. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so he he set up a projector and a and like a. A 35mm Yeah, like a real to real, A to reel a thing, right? The and
1: seediest of porn, yeah. I think, on a real to reel t- <laughs>
0: Yeah. It keeps you right on rhythm. Yeah. And he has the fucking mattress all done out like a junkie's den. Yeah. And like and shit on the walls and all. pair of scissors, she remembers. Like, that's fucked up. And he used to just go in there for two or three days at a time and close it. Yeah. And just take a bunch of drugs and just trip balls and roll around the place. Yeah. And then he met, then he had Nancy come over and she was like, oh, this is a great place. This is because yeah. they just needed a place of their own yeah his elderly mother was at home they couldn't do that in the house there's just Kiora everywhere a <laughs> <laughs> the pump. junkies yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> up, lapping it up off the ground like ants yeah but, but it he... just it just like that's a fucked up scene and eventually for him to go um you know what, be, you know what this lesson missing some throw pillows a rape victim yeah let's go let's go shopping and he went out and got one and brought it back to that do you know what I mean like that's fucked up that Philip Guarino man is fucked up. He is. He's a, a head He case. had it built already and went, okay, let's go. Caught, C-O-T. Cops came along, found the lock. Yeah. And your one runs out with your baps hanging out going, help me officer, help me. And he's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> like, I don't believe these guys that are yeah. going, hmm, there's a girl that's naked in a, you know, and there's a guy that's naked in a storage locker and the place.
1: Yeah, he tried to say, oh, this is me and my girlfriend just hanging out. And yeah. And she was like, um, a no, but he's, uh. It's just a fucking... He's a, he's a fool. He's a weird, horrible yeah. creature. And like when I was looking at a when he was real, younger, he thinks, thinks, he's, thinks he's real smart. smart. Man. He got like... He, he studied some psychology when he was in prison. Thinks yeah, he's smart yeah, and everybody. Yeah. And that's always like... When you get like... I mean, uh, BTK, Dennis Rader. The, that fucking serial killer fella. He's a plank. But he thought he was real clever. Yeah. And he was sa- sending like uh, floppy disks to the police saying, you'll never catch me. Just look to the file code and could see whose computer was used to create the floppy. You know what I mean? What he just don't. thinks he's so fucking clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he, but, he but wasn't. But the, then again, the he got away with it for
0: 18 years. That's the profile is that they want to challenge them. Like, come and catch me. Yeah. I'm so great. You can't even catch me. You know, that's half the, half the crack.
1: Yeah. And I then the, like, he said that he found religion and... Like he he said he had like a, a magic voice box. Yeah, he could talk like, to God in, yeah. and he he wanted to. Joseph Smith this. from the Mormons yeah. had the same one. And uh, except the two rocks in his box were his own rocks, and he had to, dumb, you had to had to fondle dumb, them dumb. to dumb. get any information. Yeah. Out of. But um, he uh he he set up his own church then, and was trying to get people to. He got he got money off his elderly neighbor, uh, a couple of grand to set up this church. And it's, it's almost like he was feeling remorseful, but didn't quite know how to, yeah. he's like, oh, I feel really bad about this. I need to uh, pay it forward. Let, let me go. How do you pay no. a rape
0: forward? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Would you go around being subservient to gay men I don't then? know. I don't know. You just, just park your arse up against a glory <laughs> hole and just like, I'm doing my penance,
0: you know? Yeah. It's mad though, like that, that whole situation was allowed to happen. And then when he's arrested and given 50 years for kidnap, he's like, What did I do? Yeah. Like, he kidnapped a woman, brought her over state lines, was charged at a state and federal level. Yeah. I was given 50 years. And he sweet talked the judge and the, you know, working in the library with the old man with the crow. Yeah. And like, made friends with like a black dude who could get anything you want. (laughs) And he got out after like 12 years. Yeah. After getting, after being allowed to get married to Nancy Boca Negra. And even
1: though they said he's, he's more than likely going to offend again. That was like on his file, a big stamp. Yeah, gonna do it again. Yeah, And he put him on parole. He had to check him with his parole officer. But his parole officer pop out to the house and wouldn't look out in the back garden, wouldn't ask any extra questions. It was just like, hmm, it's an awful lot of underpants on the washing line there. What's going on? You know what I mean? It's just like this fucking... You, Philip, you
0: you never fit into those little pink knickers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's the crack?
0: Actually, I do every night. <laughs>
1: you know, it's just, there's just such a fucking... Uh, a uh, uh, paucity of care yeah, from the from any official absolutely. that I see in this. If there's anybody
0: that I point a finger at it's the it's the police that dealt with it. Yeah. His the, the, the after sales service yeah. from uh what yeah. was what was the name of the prison he was in? Uh, um Leavenworth. Leavenworth. He yeah. was in Leavenworth and they they just let him out and put the yoke on his ankle yeah. and went go on home.
1: And it was like his GPS was a passive GPS. You'd only look at it if there was an infraction, but you'd only know it was an infraction if you were looking at it. Yeah. So he, he moved like outside the state lines
0: like a quantum. Yeah. yeah. Don't so know you're he, able unless you look at him. And when yeah. you are looking at him, he's definitely doing this. <laughs> well, look away. Oh, where's he gone? Yes. Dr. Sam Beckett, convinced <laughs> yeah. that rape could be done through time, oh stepped boy. into the quantum rape accelerator <laughs> and vanished. That's the thing, man. Yeah, it's fucked up. But like Nancy, Nancy met Philip Garrido in prison when she was visiting her uncle and they fell in love. Right. And she wrote him all the time. And eventually they got married in 1981. And he was released in 1988 after serving just 11 years of that 50 year sentence. And uh, he was sentenced in 1976. Yep. To 50 years. So he, he should have only got out in 2016. Yeah. Seven years after J.C. Lee Dugard was released. For like 11 years is a tiny amount of time. Yeah. It's it's an insulting amount of yeah. time. Uh, the parole board allowed him to live in that house with his elderly mother because she was a ward of care or whatever. But she was like half disabled. Yeah. And uh, Nancy was really in the whole system. She was like, I, I'm helping. I'm I'm being a good wifey. Yeah. I have to, like, and I can, we can change. Yeah, you. we can't go into it in this show because it'll be a fucking three hour show. Trying to talk through the psychology of what Philip was going through, what Nancy was enabling, and then what JC Lee was going through. This is just like peppered. If you're interested in this, there's documentaries, documentaries, documentaries. Yep. Go and look at that stuff. There's one specifically on uh, Nancy and other wives of, uh, you know, serial rapists and how or the r- relationship the people had with serial rapists and how they um, facilitate that through. Do you know their behavior, like Philip Garrido went to jail at some point in the early nineties for four months because he failed to show up for a drugs test, a drug urine test. Yeah, urine he test for positive. Drugs, whatever. for whatever. Yeah. something. And he failed. He failed to show up. Oh, and the we officer was like, what's the crack? And he's yeah.
1: like, oh. I was raping. What I was <laughs> uh, having a crepe.
0: I hadn't got. I hadn't got anything left. And it, it's it's crazy that they just took him four months, put him in jail, and she then. Instead of letting the child go without any repercussions or anything like that, kept her and fed her and went, he'll be back, he'll be back, he'll be back. And at that point now, uh, there was doors open, there was kids involved. Like, she could, like, Jessie Lee could have got up and walked out. Yeah. On many occasions.
1: Or Nancy could have let her go, could have put a bag over her head, put her in a car, drove her somewhere, dropped her off. And she probably wouldn't have been able to remember where she was or point out the exact how She might have gotten away with it and just told Philip that she escaped someday. You know, there was, there was no consequences whatsoever if Nancy had to just let J.C. and the kids go.
0: Well, there was because J.C. and the kids... J- J.C. and the kids. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> I
1: think they got the number four, baby, I want your
0: love thing. Celebrate good times, <laughs> come on. But it was just one of those things where like, if he had to let her go, she would have told somebody and then he would have been in jail and then it would have went, oh, you that a lad that's in jail because your wife is out. And he would have stayed in jail forever. Yeah. And Nancy would have been grand and gone off and lived her life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a kind of a, a toss-up, like, did she want to be alone forever? Because if she had to let JC Lee go, Garrido would have stayed in jail, yeah. and Nancy would be alone.
1: Or maybe she was in for a penny and for a pound. I've come this far.
0: Yeah, maybe she thought, like, I get in trouble too, so I have to keep it going. And who, who, hair? Knows, who knows what Philip is telling her? Go yeah. on, you keep her there, because if she gets caught, we're all going down. Exactly. Like, there's so many variables there, yeah. you know? Um, before the kidnapping, though, right, this is one thing I saw on the video that was really creepy. Like proper creepy, right? Uh, Before kidnapping, Nancy was enabling the fantasy of this with Philip. Yeah. And he there's one video where he's playing the guitar in front of a playground, sitting up against a tree. Uh. And she's videoing him. And if you watch that, lads, online, folks that are listening now, watch that video of just him singing. And it's so like, and I'm going to fucking fuck called the fucking kid and you see in his eyes man he's like his face is all gnarled up and everything and Nancy's with the the camcorder and instead of focusing on him the way it's supposed to look like he's doing it she's like going off to the left and zooming in on the kids in the playground behind and then going back in and looking at him for a second and then turning to the right and looking over his shoulder and filming the fucking kids in the playground across over his shoulder like Even then, she was like, I'm into this, like, I'm ready to go. So what's going on in her mind? You talk about Stockholm Syndrome, like, is she in prison? Is she just as imprisoned as J.C. Lee Dugard? She
1: might have been sold, uh, like, a bill of goods from him saying, look, you can have all the kids you want. Like, if I mean, I suppose that's sort of the biological imperative of a woman is a very powerful thing. And she's not much to look at as well, and I'm not saying that. uh, She was nice when
0: she was younger, I'd say. Well, she she looked a bit...
1: A bit um like one of the Adams family, but not one of the main cast. Yeah, one of the ones that showed up to a wedding. <laughs> yeah, you know, the extended Adams like family, like a Gilman or something. But she, she just she struck me as because she couldn't have kids, the 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 urge to to mother somebody, look after somebody, and maybe she just wanted like if she's looking after him, she's like. Oh, he's he's a broken man. I I can make him happy. I can make him better. I can take him out of his dark moods, and then I'm, that's that's the mothering side to me. Oh, I can do this. The kids as well. Cool. I'll bring the kids in. I will look after them. I'll I'll you know help them with their wounds, and I'll talk con- talk them through stuff, and yeah. I'll cradle them and stuff. And it might be that mothering kind of thing. And dented people are like that. I mean, like people go out and kill people because they're like, oh, I, I love them so much, I have to then kill them. You know, so I'd say she's as mentally dented as he was, especially seeing as she met him in prison. And I doubt the question didn't come up like, "What are you in for?" Oh, <laughs> I raped a fourteen year old, then I like, kidnapped this other woman and raped her and kept her as, as a sex slave. I would have got away, but it wasn't for those darn kids. Yeah. So it just seems like she kind of went okay. She was in at the start.
0: Yeah, from well, the she very was, beginning, she, was she knew was her uncle in jail, and she knew what he was in. And she, she married him while they were still in jail.
1: Uh, yeah, and the uncle allowed it. You know what I mean? Like if I was in, like
0: if I was in prison and there was
1: a, yeah. And I made, made buddies with a a rapist, which I wouldn't do, but if I did, uh, and I was like, Hey, this is my niece. She's a,
0: (laughs) you're going to be my friend whether you like it or not. Yeah.
1: You know, it just, it just seemed like that. If, if her uncle was sort of introducing his niece to a rapist, Mm. then maybe there's something wrong with the uncle. And if there's something wrong with the uncle, then, and there's something wrong with Nancy, then maybe the whole family, yeah, there was something going on there. Maybe something Paul incestuous. From,
0: maybe something weird. Paul from another fake newscast suggested that in the, in the yeah in the chat here as well. You know, uh, if any of you guys have any insight or have any opinion on in, in the Discord server why uh, uh, Nancy was like that, I, I, I read out those comments in a few minutes. And if anybody at home has any links to any articles about similar situations, or you would wonder why this is the thing that I take away from this, like that Stockholm syndrome yeah. is not the answer. For what JCD Dugard was feeling for Philip Garrido, and she says that herself. Yeah. And number two, why would Nancy help? Because she's in jail now for this shit too. Yeah. Like, why would she help so vehemently when she was getting like nothing ostensibly from it. getting nothing out yeah. of it? Do you know? Um. So throwing throw your throwing your suggestions at T Conspiracy guys on Twitter, we're on Facebook, or uh, on our Discord server. Um. So. Sophie Jackson says, do we know much about Nancy's background, childhood, any mental any mental illness, no indicators? I don't think she was diagnosed with anything. No. Now, Philip Garrido self-diagnosed himself with all sorts of different types of psychological Not disorders. You. And I think he was just one of those really uh, crazy narcissistic You'd read something about oh, me. complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Gord says Nancy is one of those people that just really wanted friends. Paul said if yeah. he needs to guess I'd say she comes from an abusive background I would concur with that yeah. I'm saying she's she's been conditioned to accept abusive behaviour or exactly. manipulating manipulating behaviour and she just found same with all the all the Manson kids man they were yeah. all coming from broken homes sexual abuse drug addiction and Charlie was like going hey man come on get in my yeah. van I'll take you to promised land yeah
1: but I, what I find an awful lot in these stories uh, about women that are kidnapped and held as sex slaves, there's usually somebody else that enables them to yeah, do that. Yeah. So it was like you know Norman Bates's mother, mm. and the the that mad Chinese lad that kidnapped his former teacher and chained her to a, a a bed or changed it chained her and her daughter yeah. in a wardrobe. There was somebody living upstairs. You know, there was there's loads of situations like Ian Brady and Myra Hindley where there's a woman there that's bolstering the yeah. man behind every great kidnapper rapist. There's a woman. Yeah. You know. So it seems like they the kind of need that, or there is a certain type of woman out there that wants to enable a man to do that, either be it for the extension of, of if they feel powerless. If she was
0: raped herself or molested herself. She would want, the want power over want somebody to power, else. Then. Exactly. Maybe she that, want to yeah. pass
1: on that sort of. Christine and like, Eric said raiders. maybe
0: she was abused or manipulated yeah. herself. Yeah, it could definitely be in that. If anyone has any uh, any type of insight, then just get on to us and uh, let us know, especially in the chat before the, the episode is over so one one of the sadder things I think about this whole thing I know it's you know creation of life and all that stuff but uh, Garrido ended up getting J.C. Lee do pregnant yeah and she had two and she had two kids yeah and now I mean obviously those kids are a blessing and and, you know J.C. Lee loves them and still raises them now and you know they obviously have an awful history but sure shit I mean there's more than just to do with them that have yeah. an off like just because they're blonde white kids doesn't mean that they deserve to be any special or more special than anybody else yeah. or whatever but it's just particularly with this situation in mind it is a really shitty way to be introduced into, the world, into yeah. a fucking soundproof room in be- the dark yeah
1: because like a baby is is this little like fucking blank hard drive and yeah. you just download the world into them bit by bit yeah. and you want to show them all the good things and all the best things like you don't want to be like oh can you just go and hide in that room daddy's gonna rape me for a while you know it's just yeah. a
0: horrible and if you've watched the movie Room uh, like you would get some sort of an insight yeah. uh, into what it would be like to be the child in that situation and it is like a shed in the garden and that's that's it and for that child for the first maybe 25 minutes of the movie you're finding out that the child is like all, all it knows is what's on TV and this is the way JC Lee educated herself like she got pregnant and uh, she was three years incarcerated and when they brought her in her first home cooked meal she was like what's the crack why is this not like McDonald's or whatever yeah. and they're saying because we're going to have to feed you like good stuff like with vitamins and shit and she's like why and they're like well do you know the way you're not having your periods anymore? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I was wondering about that. I was like, yeah.
1: When a man really, really hates women. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: Crazy. She was, she was yeah. told she was pregnant at like 14. She's 14. Like, and they gave her a bunch of VHS tapes and described like.
1: How the home birth's going to yeah, go. Yeah, this
0: is going to go like this. She said, watch them tapes. This is what's going to happen. And she gave birth to two children in those in those sheds, right? A fair
1: story. I mean, like, like, there's people who go into, to, into tough, hospitals man. to have babies and it's it's unsuccessful.
0: Yeah. So, I with, mean, with, the, th- with the war, with the wealth of medical yeah. knowledge around them, yeah. But like,
1: I mean, the the more I read about this, and the more I know about the story, JC's fucking resolve and her strength. I mean, oh, absolutely. JC twenty twenty, man. And, you know, yeah. Like it's, it's just, yeah, I mean the stuff that, and to see her fucking smiling. Yeah. You know, like if I bang my toe off the end of the bed in the morning, that's the day written off. It takes you two days to get over that you shit. You know, just sobbing. Yeah. But like the fact that she's able to come to you, have two kids in a but fucking it, shed with a man she hates.
0: It could be the thing like where she's trying to stay, like her resolve to stay alive, to take care of the kids. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going to have this kid and then die and then have this kid be raised by these two crazy fucks. To have
1: whatever. And even said when, um she said that when Garrido held up the kid... Uh, first and looked in the eyes and said oh god please give me the strength not to hurt this child
0: yeah and and I think and this is a turning point for how Garrido was his modus operandi operated after the second child was born he, he kind of stopped habitually raping JC Lee Yeah, and it was a thing of he had convinced himself that he had cured himself we talk about that in a second now but like it seemed that he just either got bored or he got guilty yeah and he was like oh this is this is bigger than all of us now you know
1: because not only does he have to look into the mirror at himself, he has all these eyes on him now. Yeah,
0: and they're all his eyes looking yeah, back at exactly, him. Yeah,
1: exactly, because they're all
0: blue eyes. fucking his yeah. eyes, man. So Sophie Jackson says, do you think he ch- uh, chose such a young child so he could manipulate her before she came to conceiving age so by the time that she's subservient to him? I think so. I think he chose a young child to mould. And a lot of the an, uh, analysis of, of the case said that he tried it with 25-year-old Yeah, uh, they're K- too big, they Katie fight Calloway. back. And yeah, the, like she's already... Why? She's already smart and it'll take too long to break her down and convince yeah. her stuff. So I think, yeah, Sophie, uh, choosing a, choosing a young victim had the desired effect. You know? And
1: it was, I suppose it was easy. And I suppose when you think about it, you sort of, it's, you're, yeah. you're going to get more mileage if that's a horrible way to describe it. But he seemed like he had, had pedophile tendencies. Oh, from, anyway, dot, from, from day, day, day one, like, one. Yeah. You know, cause it seemed like his sexual perversion began when he was young yeah. and he was probably always in that mindset that like when he sort of had this sexual perversion from nearly age, he was looking at girls his own age and he never, he never stopped
0: Yeah, really. Not Ryan Dunn in the discord chat room says, I think it's Brennan. Is that Brennan with his beard? Uh, he uh, Brennan says that Nancy probably wa- would be harder to convince for an older girl. Like if he chose a girl that was 20 and yeah. Nancy's like 30, she'd be like, will you replace me with a younger, yeah, it's a re- more it's sexual a rival, model. Yeah, it, it could end up being a And at that as it was, Nancy was already jealous of Jason Lee, and would give her the digs and yeah. be like "fuck you" and all like, and then cry and say "I'm so sorry, I'm so guilty" and blah blah blah. Rollercoasters of emotions, you know. um, but after the kids were born and grown up a little small bit, the sheds became too small for them to be cooped up and all the time. So, uh, Garrido allowed them to leave and walk around the yard and they used to plant flowers and, uh, you know, have little tents and stuff that they'd stay no in. No trampolines. No trampolines. No, no, no flying kites. Yeah. And, uh, no the, eight foot ladders. <laughs> uh, often neighbors would comment on the three blonde girls playing in the backyard and of the, the, the suddenly appeared. The Sallow, sallow skinned, dark yeah. haired Garrido's. Ah, uh, but nobody thought to call the police, right? And one neighbor, Patrick McQuaid, met j c d Lee through the fence in the backyard one day in the in the in the mid nineties, and he asked her if she lived there. She said yes, and her name was JC Lee. And after that, and after he not reporting it to the police, Gordo built an eight foot high fence around the property, and nobody thought to wonder yeah. what the fuck is going on. But see, I, I suppose like, not parole to, like, officers were coming every month. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul Fake News says, uh, was it like Tim Toolman Taylor in the neighborhood? <laughs> yeah. Hi, neighbor. Yeah. Uh, where'd you get those, uh, three little lawn kids? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, like, he goes, hey, what's your name? I'm, um, I'm, I'm Jesse Lee. Come here, come here, come here. Yeah. And pulled her into the hat. And then, like, a couple of weeks later, there's an eight foot fence and no one said anything. What the fuck is that shit about? Well, I suppose, I mean, given like America
1: being America, if somebody has a chain of fence around their house, nobody's asking questions. You just going, oh, maybe they got broken into and that's why they have that. Because a real kind of defense of like every house is Fort Kerrion, you know, and nobody yeah. bats an eyelid. If you had bars... Put your foot, put
0: your foot on my property shoot Yeah, you.
1: he has bars all over the windows in the in the shed and stuff to yeah, stop yeah, them from getting out.
0: And it's covered in trees pressing, and yeah. it's all secluded. question questions yeah. goes,
1: like, oh, that's just a fence. You know? Well,
0: he built the air for high fence thinking that... He could, you know, shelter them or whatever. But what he did do through either hubis or foolishness was he, he decided to integrate them into, into the Garrido's lives a bit more. And Alyssa, or JCD, but as she was called Alyssa, was now in her early 20s. And he started to bring her into the house and introduce her to people. Yeah. And he started a business in the back of his house. Uh, printing business. Printing business. Printing out flyers and business cards and yeah. shit. And guys used to come into the house and get the stuff, and it'd be all like, uh, like ringing up and asking, and she'd be like, "Hello, Goritos Printing. This is Alyssa." And you're like, "Bitch, you sound like J.C. Lee Dugard." Yeah. You know, like, "Is that cracking
1: what you're talking <laughs> about?" No, Jason Lee, my name's Alyssa.
0: That's that's yeah. mad. That's mad that that was allowed to happen. And there was guys in like documentaries. They said uh, that I watched that said, um, "Yeah, when I went into the house, you know, and I seen this like this young, beautiful white woman standing, sitting there, like answering phones and stuff like that." I was like, "Is this?" This is your wife, presuming that the older, more kind of Hispanic looking uh, older lady was like a maid or a housekeeper because of the kids or whatever. And Garrido is like, yeah, yeah, that's my wife. So he would c- consider Elisa the wife to strangers. Yeah. And the two kids were his kids. And then Nancy was the maid. Like Nancy must mm. have felt in the fucking hape. Yeah. man. Say she was tick.
1: And then to to the two girls uh Alyssa or nan jc lee and the two the two daughters um angel and starlet starlet was a, a family name actually because uh garido's father was a toyota um <laughs> and <laughs> the two the two kids he said that uh jc lee and her two daughters were all sisters
0: the grandma vences
1: in the yeah in the in the house but when people showed up she was the wife so it was everybody had to keep changing change places yeah every time somebody showed up but she had internet access like
0: she she was fucking sending emails to people she was on the phone constantly answering talking to someone going hello Garrido's Printing this is Alyssa please help me I'm being raped habitually (laughs) but at this point like she wasn't being and it was kind of everything was normalising yeah and it was kind of becoming a when you're still here and it's hard
1: to get a job so and this
0: (laughs) in this economy yeah um but yeah like this is the thing that people say the reason she stayed was because of stockholm syndrome because she started to feel a sympathy or feel an empathy for her captor she's like no on the 2020 interview she said unequivocally no unwaveringly she knew that this man was her captor but she couldn't be assured of of safety when she left or in the future so she just stayed until she knew for definite for shizzle for show
1: like, if, she, if like she was going out visiting people as well.
0: Brennan says, and maybe she had dental insurance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is, like, really rare. Yeah, that's it's important. really rare.
1: And she's got Nancy to cook all her meals for her. Exactly. And I give her a few thumps every exactly. now and then. Right in that sweet spot in the back where you kind of have a little bit of a knot after her day's printing. <laughs> but, like, if she's out meeting people and out doing whatever, she does Like, one of the kids could be permanently in a state of, Philip's going to get you or Nancy's yeah, going to get you. Yeah. They don't know. It's like, oh, we're going to shoot you or we're going to kill you or whatever. You know, so even she might be able to say, yeah, I'm... I'm JC Lee. Come back and help me. And the police show up, and all of a sudden, it's a hostage situation. And she could lose her daughters. Yeah, you know, because you know, Garrido's in for
0: it's Waco all over again. Yeah, kind of exactly. Having, yeah. It could happen. Well, Garrido starts to slip up now at this point. So, yeah, so like you're talking, Lula. you're talking like uh, JC Lee is in her mid to late twenties. Uh, they've normalized the household. Uh, they have a printing business running from the house, and Garrido starts to get a bit cocky, and he's bringing the two younger daughters who look like. Uh, you know interview with the with the vampires and uh, they're they're grossly deficient in vitamin D they can't open their eyes properly they're sleepy quiet and like generally odd yeah do you know like Wednesday Adams because he's
1: never really been socialized with other children
0: yes and never been out in sunshine yeah. properly and you know even like Jason Dugard says like she even still has a problem like in bright sunlight yeah. with her eyes like your eyes condition or whatever right and uh, they have rickets courses I don't know if that's what rickets is but it's not <laughs> I don't think it's that uh, they, like he he went into the FBI and he went I know how to fix sex offenders <laughs> <laughs> here's a four page essay no yeah. joke bottle of coke brought a four page essay to the fucking with my 18 year program right yeah and brought his two daughters to the to the office and handed a four page essay over yeah. the counter and went I would love to be allowed to do a presentation to university in Berkeley, right? Yeah, about fixing sexual behavioral problems. A like bunch mine. a really bunch of college be students. A bunch of college students, and he's like, "I have fixed it. I used to be one myself, and the cure is kidnap a girl yeah. for like eighteen <laughs> years and then rape her a bunch of times. Diagrams. I didn't have three. not one but two children. Um, yeah. Like, how audacious yeah. is he?
1: And then it was a couple of uh, a couple of the the cops actually on campus in Berkeley, uh, two lady cops, and one of the documentaries are sitting there proud as fucking punch.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you like, would be, you would. Yeah, so you, I was like, she um, listened to her Oprah whisper.
1: Yeah, but there was like, they weren't like uh, using my police training. I could see something was off. It was like, as a mother, yeah. I just felt something was weird. Okay, yeah. so that kind of sparked the sort of suspicion and saying this guy's got two daughters they bring him for another meeting and he kind of goes yeah i'm a sex offender. i raped uh, and kidnapped a woman back in the 70s and oh these children oh these are just friends of my um my my brother's kids yeah
0: so like, so oh, this they- is th- these are this is violating his parole on yeah. three counts so he's crossed state lines he's crossed state lines he's gone past the 60 kilometer uh exclusions yeah. from his house that he's supposed to be in, and he's in the presence of minors which yeah. is not supposed to be either and he hasn't. Imagine these two kids roll in. What's your name, Starlight and Starbright? Yeah, <laughs> together re- we and, are. Yeah, and uh, they're going. Okay, let's just look you up in the. Yeah. Okay, they have. There's no, these kids don't exist. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Like, of course, of course, man. You show up with two children in the car, and you can't find them in your fucking computer. <laughs> yeah. They don't have their like footprints from the, the from the from the hospital. Yeah. Where did you get these kids not even mind?
1: have belly buttons. I mean, what's going on? <laughs> you know? It's so mad. They get suspicious and they call his parole officer and say, what's going on? This guy showed up with two kids. He got kids. The parole officer like, no. Anytime I've been out to the house, I've heard children. I've smelled them, but I've never seen them.
0: Sophie Jackson asks, did he ever rape the kids? I wouldn't say so.
1: I don't think he did. I
0: don't think, I think JC Jesse, Jesse Lee said no, he didn't. Yeah. It was all, it was all for her. Uh, Freddie James. <laughs> Freddie Jane said he just raped himself out. He just he was just like oh, Ah fella. Like when you start eating like a big bag of lays. Yeah. And then you get about like three quarters of the way down, you're like, Oh man, like a, I hate it's myself not, There's not enough to roll up And put back in the cupboard But I, like, I don't want to finish these you
1: know? Yeah He probably was all raped out. He got a whole lot of loving For a handful and nothing
0: <laughs> Gord says They're like The Wonder Twins Where they just join hands Yeah just <laughs> Form be like, of Form of sunlight <laughs> Yeah um, <laughs> And then just Give JC a nice Even tan Yeah and uh, Brennan says, uh, what's up with parole officers restricting access to minors all of a sudden? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hear you, bro. I hate
1: when parole officers restrict you, my bro. access
0: to minors. How else are you supposed to play uh, Magic the Gathering? You know?
1: There's uh, a documentary on Netflix about JC Lee and the two parole officers Not Just look at them. They should get their own spinoff. Do you see that one? Uh-huh. She has, like, helmet hair. Oh, yeah. That is brilliant. Oh, my God. It's like if when Vader they're takes so, off the front pass of so his mask. Good, man. And they're like, yeah. And then the pictures he has, like, give a gun laid down with, like, their warrant card and, then like, a high-vis vest. Look, there's his uh, signature right here. That's, yeah, like, but they're, like, they're, so pr-
0: they're so proud of what they... Yeah. But, I mean, fucking fair play, like. It's the, probably the one thing that they got to do that was, like, of world renown. Yeah. They found J.C. Dugard. So, tell us then what happened. He... he he, sp- he spilled the beans on himself and these two girls went hey these two women went hey what are those yeah. two girls doing here
1: and uh, so in an effort to prove his innocence he brought J.C. Lee uh, and the two girls to an arranged parole hearing down at the Prolops, and they were taken off in the se- separate rooms and questioned and they were like what's going on uh, who are these children and he goes they're the uh, who- who- who's the father of these kids and he's like uh, the father of those kids is the son of my mother and they're like Okay, this isn't a fucking crossword.
0: What <laughs> yeah. the You know, this what these two children and their wives yeah. met a man on his way to St. Ives. You're yeah. like, No, come on, bro. Hang
1: on, did you kill did you kill my brother <laughs> in me Plaza? So, um and they bring JC Lee into another room and they start asking her questions like, So what's going on? Who are you to him? What's your name? And she got really agitated.
0: She started making up names. She said yeah. she she said she was Alyssa and then she said she was some other name, I can't something remember Smith, right Something Smith, I think, and she, she was, a, was a battered else. wife. and and Yes, that she she was after running away from yeah. from her own abusive husband. And after they caught her in delight, she went, okay, I'll tell you the truth. I'm a battered wife and I'm running away from my husband. And that's why I gave you a fake name and you can't find me in your system and all that stuff. Because she wasn't in the system. Yeah. And the FBI were basically just like, look, your daughters are safe. Everything's grand. Tell us who you are.
1: And then she couldn't say it.
0: Yeah. Imagine. She, she,
1: she actually called for Philip to come in. And when he comes in, she's like, what do I say? He's like, just don't say anything. I was like, okay, there's a, something really weird has gone on. I take him off into another room. And he say, what's your name? She's like, it's Alyssa. He's like, what's your name? And she just she couldn't say it cause she hadn't said it in so many years. Yeah. And then I think at the same time, Philip was next door just fucking spilling the beans. Yeah. He was like, fuck it, yeah. So
0: they, they knew. They're like, my you know. kids.
1: That's J.C. Lee Dugard. My yeah. real name isn't really Phil. He pulls off a mask and it's it's old man Gunderson and he would have got away when I wasn't real kids. Old and man I,
0: Gunderson? You mean the guy who runs the fairground? Yeah. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> away to catch kids, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, if I was a paedophile, yeah. I'd definitely run a fairground. Um, So Blanky. they come back in and they tell her and they say, yeah, no, he just confessed. You know, what's name? She she writes it because she couldn't say it. She wrote down J.C. Lee Dugard and her mother's name. And they took her from there and bing, bang, boom, popcorn.
0: In the in the documentary, when she's actually talking herself and she said, and I wrote out my name on the page and it really looked like a child's writing because I hadn't written my name since I was 11. Yeah. She hadn't even practiced writing or writing her name. Well, she surely she knows what letters look like. She doesn't write stuff down. Yeah. But I mean, like if you're not practicing, I I use a pen now and I look like a I look like fucking uh, M- Michael J. Fox. <laughs> on like a my, wallet, Yeah. My writing looks fucked up, man. You know, yeah. so like she obviously was writing this stuff, then going, Oh my god, it's, it's scarlet now. People are going to be looking at this Doing letters backwards and orange yeah, crayon yeah. and stuff. But that that was it, and like, she, were these stick figures here. She was so, she was so like conditioned, yeah. That's not it's not Stockholm, syndrome. there's not a choice of her no. condition to go, like Oh, yeah, I love him and I'm going to protect she did, yeah, him. She did like, love I'm afraid him. for my life, yeah, like I'm going to die if I say this stuff.
1: And at the end of it, she wasn't like. No, leave him alone. He's a good man. And he did. She was like, yeah, fuck, lock him up. Take him away. Now she's still, the kids still call him dad. And she still refers him as that and lets him keep the status. And I think that might be like a strength thing. Yeah. To sort of be like, yeah, he's still the father. I'm not going to deny what happened to me. And by saying he's not the father is denying a part of that. She's owning her shit. Yeah.
0: You know? And that's really, like, some of the interviews, some of the clips from the interviews she did, and you guys can look her up on YouTube, we're going to have a couple of, uh, a couple of clips of those videos up on Vidme, and I share them on the website and stuff like that, because uh, I think they get taken out to go up on YouTube, so they try trying yeah. on Vidme, and some of them are just like, you're looking at her going, how, how can you fucking, how can you still be like, chirpy and yeah. normal? and have a laugh and, and get your hair done and stuff. Yeah, and you're like, at the same time you're going, there's loads, I mean hundreds of thousands of women who go through rape and I know we've been making light of it and having a joke and a laugh but it's just to get the information out with a bit of sugar that helps the medicine go down like hundreds of thousands of women go through this every year and live their life and go on as if nothing had happened on the outside and inside there's some serious shit going on that a lot of the times isn't really dealt with you know Uh, they don't call anybody they don't talk to anybody and it's kind of still vilified by society and there's still that kind of a, you know, dirty towel kind of a yeah. bad attitude towards rape victims and ah oh, you you're probably putting in for it. You exactly, know, or, yeah.
1: That's you, I mean and that's you know. that's that's a a, a situation where you kinda need to really do away with their like uh it's a it, they're a victim. They no woman is asking to be
0: no.
1: raped. And I don't care what way they're dressed, no man has a right to put his hands on any woman. That's and vice versa. Right.
0: Yeah. You know? because the bouncers will come and they'll enjoy it Uh, no it's just like it has to it has to be acknowledged like how strong she is and how resilient her spirit is and if you watch like interviews of her there's an interview from like 2011 I think from 2020 and there's another one in 2016 and it's like streets ahead Jaycee Lee Dugard from, from years of being like in therapy and doing all this stuff and she's to be honest she's kind of more well adjusted than a lot of people that, they, that you'd see on other channels
1: and it seems like, <laughs> like the, the whole situation like The Biggest was, Loser or yeah. an
0: E or something like that or anybody,
1: anybody who's trying to fucking get on American Idol Yeah, like seems to be Jiger, more like, yeah. emotionally distraught
0: than she is there is a thing now where she was denied the case to sue the state uh, for culpability and sue the parole board for, for culpability and allowing uh, Philip Garrido to be just out walking around in yeah. life like kidnapping and fucking kids and whatever uh, but she was awarded $20 million as a kind of a... Ooh, sorry about that. Yeah. Whoops. Um, so she doesn't have to go and, you know, work in a Seven Eleven or whatever. What what other job would you get from... Uh, she could work in a printing
1: office. She has that experience behind seventh
0: her. seventh grade education. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like... Like Gord says here, it's incredible that she isn't just catatonic. Yeah. That she's a functioning person with receptionist experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it is stick on a yeah it is it is like demented yeah. it's demented how well adjusted she is and I mean it, it just goes to show if anybody out there is going through any kind of trauma be it like depression or any kind of psychological issues or if you have been sexually assaulted or anything like that like go tell somebody get help there's loads of different uh, organisations and stuff like that we also talked about this uh, during the, the, the Joseph Fritzl episode like reach out talk to somebody go do something, don't live with it on your own, you know, uh, I'm just trying to be positive now, like, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a serious topic, and I think that it definitely should be not ignored by no, the t- other
1: I mean, people that,
0: it's, uh, like, we're in the society now, and it's kind of, ah, man, it's, it's, uh, like, overzealously, like, oh your microaggressions are sexually assaulting me, and stuff, yeah. and it's a bit too, kind of, boy cried wolf stuff as well, but I mean, like, there is genuine situations where people need to be uh, need to address what's going on and And
1: it seems like jc lee has kind of said that what happened was a part of life it wasn't her life yeah it wasn't the whole thing and this this, isn't there's more to come there's just a chapter
0: yeah this isn't this doesn't define me it's not me it's something that happened to me and that's a lot easier to yeah to swallow um uh sophie jackson asks are her kids in school now as functional humans I guess we're functional humans all along. and just had a different kind of upbringing. But yeah. um, they seem to be living life as a normal enough family as much as they can. J.C. Lee is writing books and, and uh, appearing different different appearances and stuff like that. But you've got 20 million smackers. Like, that's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. It's a couple of lifetimes worth of money. Exactly. For, and then she got book deals and which, yeah. interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't
1: know if her kids are are in school. I'd imagine they would be.
0: I'm sure they they're getting private tutelage. But, like, if you were a kid who was... Locked up for ages and ages and you, and you came out.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'd want to be homeschooled. Yeah, be... you
0: want to go out and with people and stuff like that. Yeah. And there, there's videos of her uh, driving, JC Lee driving around with the women from 2020 and her mates and stuff like that and listening to like, uh, what's this? Uh Free Don't ever nobody gonna turn around and, turn around and say <laughs> goodbye. She's like, I love this song. It's like, okay. She's like, all the 80s are coming back now. It's my time. Yeah. Uh, so she's like a pig in shit now, I'd say at the moment. Do you know, with all the all the, yeah. the 90s stuff coming back, she gets to live it for the first time. It's brilliant. Um, so, I think uh, that's it for JC Dugard, Steve, right? Yeah. If anybody has anything they want to talk about uh, with regard to the stuff that we talked about in the show, or if it's dredged up any dark memories, keep them to yourself. Don't email them to me. <laughs> uh, but if you do want to talk, there are numbers that you can uh, reach out for, and we put that on the, we put those uh, numbers for whatever country you're in out on the, the website. I'm sure listening to those conspiracy guys is not your first part to call, like, oh my God, I just be sexually assaulted. <laughs> oh, look at with J.C. Dugard. Yeah. Click. Um, but if, if, if it, if there's something knocking around her that you want to talk about, there are places that you need to go. Definitely, definitely, definitely do go and watch the interviews on 2020 or the interview, any interviews with J.C. Dugard and just see the fucking beaming positivity that's yeah. coming out of somebody that had something so shit happen to her. Um, it's it's inspiring. Like it makes you <laughs> makes you not want to complain about some of whatever trifling bullshit's going yeah, on the other Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's the sort of the uh, snowflake
1: stuff that's going on these days of of people as you say, Gordo being you know, your micro expressions are offending me. For someone to go through something proper, real, tangible shit mm. for eighteen years to make you decide if it's smiling. I think we all just need to fucking take a little bit of a chill pill when it comes to
0: I do. Comes to the little things. I do. The lads online are making fun of me saying that uh <laughs> Those Conspiracy Guys podcast is on my trauma speed dial. You'd be surprised, (laughs) lads, after a couple of the different shows, you'd be surprised at the emails that we get with the grim and harrowing private tales of stuff that's happened to people. And I'm looking at even people in the Discord server now that are making fun of me and have still sent emails going, oh my God, this fucking wild shit happened to me. Like, it's funny, but um, like... This, this, there is real people having real issues out there and then they listen to this show and go like um I just try I just throw it out there just for the crack and they do and yeah. I read them and I go what do I do with this like I uh, mean not,
1: not not to sour your little brain at the moment but like uh, when I was 12 I was very nearly molested by a man at a family function he wasn't a relative or anything and
0: you just didn't go that last 10 he went 90 and you didn't go yeah. 10
1: <laughs> no you kind of nearly cornered me in the jacks <sighs> And he was kind of uh, very complimentary and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And you're going to call me, made me memorize his number. But then I was, I had to go to the toilet and I went to the, the cubicle because I didn't want him anywhere near me. So I went down to the cubicle and when I came out of the cubicle, it was sort of an L-shaped bathroom and he was right down the end of this little corridor oh, man. and he was sort of, he was at the urinal having a slash and I managed to slip in behind him and stick it right up as a, no, slip it behind <laughs> him and kind of got away and he She'd kind of turned way. and was talking to people while holding his dick. And his hands were not still. And he was like, you're going to call me, aren't you? I was like, Jesus. And I ran out and I went and I told my auntie. But the weird thing is, just before, maybe 15 minutes before, I really wanted to go to the toilet. And when I headed down, he got up as well and followed me down. And it was only that I stopped to talk to an uncle of mine. And I stopped and was turning, you know, to say, see it. And I saw him coming down. And he stopped and turned around and walked off. So I kind of came very close now. I think but he got. But this is
0: it, like, when you're going to a wedding, most people just have, like, hooking up with somebody on their mind. So, you, like, you can't. It wasn't. A,
1: not... It was uh, me communion. Oh, oh right, sorry.
0: <laughs> I look nice in my suit. No, it, it was, was just like, it was a it was just like funeral. Micro, micro brides. Yeah,
1: but it was like that kind of stuff. And, and that kind of stayed with me for, for years, that kind of stuff. And then you're always on guard if anybody's like, hey, kid. I'm like, yeah, get away from me, kind of a thing. Oh. But I mean, you know.
0: Is that why you were so freaked out when I was. Uh,
1: Naked earlier on cooking? Yeah, Yeah.
0: That was. I didn't think, like, I not Like, know. I
1: appreciate you putting the apron on, but you didn't have to cut the front of it. <laughs> you basically was <laughs> wearing a string.
0: <laughs> At but the yeah. pocket of the apron is like an, a, an ancillary scroll. Yeah, <laughs> <It was laughs> but like,
1: I had that situation and it was, I escaped it, obviously unscathed, Lucky, yeah. but it's always something that's like a, it's ingrained because your man looked like Mr. Burgess from The Snapper. Ah. But it's ingrained, but there's people who didn't get away from that kind of stuff. But today, if if it was, if I was like 12 years old today, and that happened. I'd be uh, I'd be all over Twitter taking a picture of him. And yeah, of course. It was. Ruin that person's life, yeah. perhaps, over a misunderstanding. He could have just been really friendly, yeah. you know, yeah. that kind of way. But today, you'd be really sensitive to that kind of stuff. And he tried to touch me, and be, a, you know, the newspapers would be there in five minutes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But back
1: in the day, I just kind of said it to me uncle. I think he tried to rape me, and then all of a sudden he
0: <laughs> getting digs out in the car park. Yeah, there was yeah. those connections there. Uh, Paul, Paul from Fake News wants to know: uh, Were you wearing sexy communion gear? Yeah. It was your own fault, so.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was wearing uh, spats and a pink cummerbund.
0: Um, Sophie Jackson wants to know, do you ever see molesters as victims of their own minds or just sick? I would say to you, Sophie, go and watch the documentary Louis Theroux, A Place for Pedophiles. And it details, uh, in detail, the kind of aftercare these sex offenders are given when they're finished their custodial sentences that because of local laws, they're not allowed out into normal regular society they have to go through this ha- halfway house kind of situation and Is that because
1: of megan's laws eh?
0: yeah and they're not allowed like if they go out and live in the public the, all the public has to agree within a certain area that they're allowed to live there and stuff like that it's very hard to house these people so they yeah. end up in kind of semi-permanent like giant pedophile complex in the middle of arizona where they all get fed so and like they all the get military industrial and, complex it, yeah it costs millions every <laughs> yeah. year to run these yeah. fucking massive, like, it's like a ginormous shopping mall full of housed paedophiles and they have their own little clubs and they have their own little thing and, and very few of them get out to live it and, yeah. and realize. So there is like a massive amount of stuff that, that needs to, or should be talked about it, yeah. but uh, from, from, we'll, we'll do it. In, we'll do it in other episodes as well. Yeah, very, from one documentary sure. I was
1: watching, uh, the one on Netflix actually, um, the parole officer was talking about Antioch which is the place where Philip Garrido was living he says that there's no schools around there and an awful lot of sex offenders move out there because of Megan's Law they near yeah. a school so it kind of just pushes them into so like Antioch it's like, like pedo yeah. ghettos
0: yeah and they end up then getting together and going hey what's the what's the crack let's have a let's have a meeting and exchange tips and touch yeah. tips and <laughs> do all that <laughs> have stuff a lot and, of tips yeah it's, so, uh, I don't know man it's something that definitely like there's something happening there's something happening in the zeitgeist now where people are super, super hypersensitive yeah. to that stuff. And I think it's a good thing that it, it, like, there's not people getting falsely accused, but there are, you know, like the Pizzagate stuff and all that stuff. Like it's in, it's in the zeitgeist and there's something, there's big rings. There's some worldwide fucking yeah. shit happening and that stuff needs to be stopped in general it definitely definitely needs to be stopped because
1: it seems like everything in the world is sort of permitted but fucking kids is wrong yeah and that's universally wrong that's the yeah. one thing like you can't really come back but from. it's something
0: that hasn't been talked about in public or has allowed to be talked yeah. about for years and years and years. so highly highly taboo we're doing a show and we're joking about it like this kind of stuff people shouldn't be so sensitive that they can't talk or joke about it because then it won't be talked about and then people won't know and then kids keep on getting fucked and it has to stop like um, even like you're saying you're like traumatized by somebody even starting to do that stuff Mm. like it's a big deal and it's too big for this little small episode but um, we'll definitely talk about it again in future and even
1: if it is just joking at least we're talking about it at least it's kind of keeping it keeping
0: that plate spinning Uh, Brennan uh, last last comments then. Brendan says, check out The Keepers on Netflix. Yeah. And um, Paul says, 1980s Tories weren't pedos, were they? <laughs> um, and Gaur says, good episode, guys. Thanks very much. So that's it for this time on Those Conspiracy Guys. That's been JC Lee Dugard et al. Uh, loads of different discussions. That's what the true crime episodes are going to be like from now on. We've been live on Discord server for the Patreon folks. So if you want to get live and ask some questions and maybe have some comments on the next show... Uh, head over to patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys and donate some dollar dollar bills, y'all. You'll be supporting the show, making everything better, including your experience of what we're doing over here. Uh thanks to everybody who joined us in the Discord server. Thank you very much. Uh Christine, uh, Freddie Jane, uh, Gord, Brennan, Paul, Sebastian, Sophie Jackson with loads of questions. And uh that's it for this time. If you want if like we said, if anything comes up on the show that, you know, tickles your, I want to ask you a question, Bone. Uh, at T Conspiracy Guys on Twitter we're Those Conspiracy Guys on Facebook info at Those Conspiracy Guys is the email and if you want to tell Steve how great and funny he is it's at Lance Handsome yes indeed on Twitter uh, like I say, thanks very much to Steve for joining us Thank on you very this much for having uh, me. true crime show Uh you've also heard this on Spin FM so if you heard this on the radio uh, hit us up on Twitter and let us know where you found us thanks very much for listening everybody thanks to the guys in the live show this has been Those Conspiracy Guys good luck goodbye